This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. All right. It is Friday. And as always, uh, it's Friday financial wrap up. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well, man. I, I got to tell you, I look forward to this video because it's kind of like the, the finish of my week. So I love this conversation. I love it. I love it. I want to say too that um, I love the card. So <laughs> I did get the card and I'm going to send a picture to you. Yes. 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 Why don't we see that? Actually, we didn't talk about that pre-roll, but um, sure. tell everybody what that is. Yeah. So really what this is, is this is a personal challenge, right? If people have been following my journey and you watch what I've been doing for a couple of years now, content creation is not, not hard for me. I enjoy it, but I've, I've always struggled to find the impact, right? I'm doing this for a reason. So at the end of at the end of May, you, Ty, you, you and I were talking about, you know, what, what have we done the last 18 months? And I think I talked about 162 deals getting done because that's ultimately what it is, right? That's what I want to celebrate. And during our conversation, I'm like, we can do better. And uh, it was 162 over 18 months. We decided to do 500 in 12 months. And by June 1st, we I'd already bought the cards. I actually, you know what, Ty? I bought 1,500 of them, right? Because I'm, I want you all to blow it out. Yes. And uh, yeah, we've been, uh, we've been doing well. We, we posted last Sunday, so I post every Sunday. We have already done 50 deals in 28 days. So I'm yeah. like, this is working. I yeah. feel so fucked. And again, folks, all you have to do is you have to say that one rental at a time was a positive impact. You don't have to be a student. I would love you to be one. Uh, you don't have to be a subscriber. I'd love you to be one. You don't have to buy the book. It's no, hey, I watch you once in a while and uh, you've helped. And if you do that, all you have to do is get me your address because I won't be able to guess your address. So DM or email me your address and I will send you one of these. I love it. Absolutely love it. Exciting. And it's so cool just to see the different pictures of people yeah. at their house, in their kitchen, the, the guy in the fighter jet. That was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I love it. Super cool. Lots of fun. Having a lot of fun with this. So let's get right into the news portion of it. I, we talked earlier this week, but let's talk about, man, it's almost like somebody flipped the switch. What's going on with inventory? Oh, I'm so happy about this one because I've been calling for 2 million available homes or listings at the end of July for months. And people were starting to think I was crazy. Like, what are you thinking? Well, I've been watching the consumer for 30 years and the consumers move in packs. And you know what? It's happening right now. Listings are getting more listings. People are wanting to move this. I mean, California didn't open up to the 15th, right? So um, it's just happening right now. So I collected some numbers yesterday, June 1st, about, no, July 1st, about June data. So like hot off the press. Inventory for the nation is up 10.9% listings. Awesome. Uh, you know, some, some state, some hot markets like Milwaukee, 45%. Cleveland. How many times do people ask me about Cleveland? 38%. This is month on month stuff, folks. This is crazy. Phoenix, Arizona. How many people out there talking about Phoenix just being bonkers? Phoenix, Arizona up 28%. And because we are Silicon Valley investors, 
I, get, I can't tell you how many times people, people tell me the Silicon Valley is crazy. San Jose, California, 41% in a month, people. More inventory is coming. And I, don't, I think you haven't seen anything like you, you wait till July numbers come out. It's, it's going to be interesting. So yeah, more inventory is coming. Uh, not everywhere. Like I sent out an image that I took from realtor.com. There are a couple of states that are negative. Like Nevada is still negative, which drives me crazy. I'm like, how can that be? Uh, but yeah, the nation, 10.9% in one month. That's, uh, that makes me feel good for my call at 2 million. Yes, I love it. I love it. And we've been talking about this for a long time. You've been calling it and it's all lining up. It's interesting too that I had shared in another interview from earlier this week where I'm involved, I'm on a project in San Jose. And normally that deal would have, if it was 30, 45, 60 days ago, that deal would have hit the market and probably had 10 or 15 offers and would have been a feeding frenzy. Whereas now we're getting, we still believe in our project. We believe our price is right, all of that, but it's just so normal that it's setting there. Now, you know, a little bit of time, people are kicking tires. People are talking about, well, the street's kind of busy those kinds of things. So we're beginning to normalize. Would you agree? Yeah. And again, this people don't realize we've been in, and I'm actually, because again, I've been calling a real estate slowdown, pushing it pretty hard for 45 days, not a crash slowdown. Uh, because we are the, the perfect storm that was last year, all of those things are receding, right? The whole work from home, uh, the whole lockdown, the whole, I need space, all of those things that were positives. Now we're kind of going backwards. And again, realizing when I say 2 million homes, it may sound impressive, right? We go from one to 2 million, that's a hundred percent increase. But in the context of a normal market, which is 3.3, we're still 60% of it, but more inventory is more choices. And again, people are so repetitive. They start seeing it. They start seeing listings sit. They're going to be less aggressive and they're going to kick tires. And it's just, and oh, by the way, let's not forget that July people are going to be, so, so many people have buyer fatigue. Like I wrote 12 offers and got nothing. I'm going to take a month off. I'm going to go to LA, Disneyland, be the happiest place on the planet. Or if you're just an adult with no kids, I'm going to Vegas. And um, they're just going to take the month off. So I expect July inventory to build quite substantially. Yep, I would completely agree. And it's interesting, feet on the street, you know, having people cold calling and being Mm -hmm. so active on a lot of different sides we're just getting a lot higher response. People are wanting to do some, people are coming in this weekend. Let's talk about it. Come out. Let's look, let's see what yeah. the market is. Let's get this thing on the market. So it's coming. Let's, move, let's move forward. So let's talk about uh, June, June job creation. What's yes. going on there? More good news, people. Again, being in the sun is such an awesome place to be after four months of dark, 14 months of darkness. Uh, July or June reported July for June Job creation for the nation was 850,000 jobs. Uh, That was above expectations, which was 706. It's third month in a row of positive job creation, right? We went from like 256 to 559 to 850. So it's a nice trend line. I think July is going to be a monster number. So we'll we'll have fourth month. Unemployment rate did rise. If you want to be a negative person, you could look at the unemployment rate and say, hey, it went up from 5.8 to 5.9. Uh, I've been doing this a long time and I've been trying to educate you. That is actually a good thing uh, because what is happening is we're the U3, U6 Delta. Uh, U6 is the discouraged worker. U3, it's not included. So we're seeing increased discouraged workers back into the unemployment number, which is actually a sign of health. Uh, and then U6 is finally under 10% at 9.8%. So 
the June jobs number is a great number. It's also not too great, if you know what I mean, right? If it was like 1.8 million, it might cause us to raise interest rates and inflation to be jumping. Uh, 850 is just all around like the perfect number we, we should be. It's not, you know, we're not done, but damn it, we got three months in a row and, and July should be a monster. I love it. I love how you're deep in detail. I think you and I make a great team. And here's why is that my indicator was I went out and had dinner and drinks and things like that. And so one was the service in the restaurants and being out is a little bit better. There's more yeah. people working. But the other thing that was interesting is that uh, I would say 45, 60 days ago, it was ridiculous to try to get an Uber. Yeah. It was hard to get an Uber. You were waiting online and it, the, the price was spiking 4X and all of that. And the last couple of times I've been out with friends, the Uber was a little bit easier. It was almost normal to get an yeah. Uber. So that's awesome. the big picture of it. So <laughs> yeah, the man on the street. I love it. <laughs> I love the man on the street. I love it. So let's talk about Manhattan. What's yeah, going the, on there? Yeah. The one reason I want to talk about Manhattan is because uh, again, when we think real estate, it's, it's good to collect data from everywhere. And sometimes other cities just give great examples, right? So Manhattan was that city that was supposed to die right? This crisis, everybody's leaving, there's no jobs, blah, 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 right? Uh, well, first off, um, what we're seeing in Manhattan is a renaissance. It is, it is hot. Uh, like, for example, transactions in Q2 were 3,417. That's an increase of 150%, <clears throat> right? So that's, that's wow. amazing. But the real reason I wanted to talk on this show about Manhattan is because it starkly highlights the difference between median house price and average house price. Too many people think those are the same number and they're absolutely not. Too many creators use them in the wrong context and you really have to watch out. So let's talk about these two numbers and then we'll break down why they're so important. The okay. median apartment in Manhattan, believe it or not, is $999,000. It is a record. That's the median. The average apartment sale in Manhattan in the last month was $1.9 million. So rough and tough, let's call it a million dollar difference. Median, call it a million. Average, 1.9. So call it a 900K difference. Michael, how can that be? Well, folks, they're different freaking calculations. Median is you line up all the transaction from the cheapest to the most expensive. And let's say there's 101 transactions. All you do is you find number 51, right? Oh, that's the median, right? That's it. And what happens with the median is it's supposed to weed out extremes. In Manhattan, where are the extremes? The extremes are on the high end. It's the $30 million penthouse. It's the $28 million penthouse. When you have extremes or you have lots of fire sales or distress back to 2010, it does go both ways, but it's supposed to weed out extremes. That's median. Average, you add up all the transactions, that comes to some number. You then divide by number of transactions, and that is average. Very, very different numbers. And again, median's a million, average is 1.9. Use that as an example. So you, you, you ask yourself, what am I hearing? Am I hearing median or am I hearing average? Because they are vastly different numbers. That's why I thought we should use Manhattan. Yeah. And you know what? That makes so much sense that um, when you're taking the two extremes and 
as an example, I've seen in uh, smaller markets, a market with a city with 100,000 people with a median value of let's call it 480 to 500,000 ballpark. But then all of a sudden a $10 million sale happens in that market and it would completely skew based on the average versus what the true median is. So it makes exactly. perfect sense. Cool. I love it, man. So let's talk about inflation. Now, a couple of things in inflation um, we talk about it all the time, but let's talk about inflation specifically with gas prices and oil. What's going on there? Yeah, dude, gas prices. Uh, again, the thing about inflation, there's really two things. And I think I'm all about the consumer. There's really two angles, right? There's the positive, which again, if you go back to my earlier conversation about employment, wage inflation is up 3.6% year on year. Uh, so again, good, right? I think the employees should make more. I think it's still going to go higher, right? So when people think about inflation and wages are like, yeah, give me more. But unfortunately, what happens is there is also the consumer-based inflation, which is food and, oh, by the way, oil and gas. Gas is going to be the highest on the 4th of July weekend, which we're right on the cusp of, that it's been in seven years. And in the state of California, it feels like it's heading to, what, five bucks a gallon? It's something crazy. Uh, So realize that inflation does hit the pocketbook. And uh, again, since 4th of July is a big weekend to be driving, I thought it was just worth a conversation because, again, the more times we talk about this stuff, the more times people can appreciate it. But, yeah, inflation does have a good thing. Wages, 3.6%, but gas prices are up. Um, and, oh, by the way, just so we'll close on this, rent, national rent. I got this from Realtor.com the other day. National rent is up, uh, rent, average rent. Average rent is 5.5%, again, inflation. Uh, so I think as wages go up, there is going to be, uh, wage, uh, rent inflation, um, you know, food, gas inflation. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, un- unfortunately. Yeah, really interesting. I have a friend who um, is a big oil investor for like the last 25 years. <laughs> he invests in different types of oil companies and service companies and drilling and kind of all the way across the board, all the different verticals and such in oil. But he's like, I mean, he's going gangbusters he's making a lot of money Hmm. um and then it's interesting he really like in our conversation we were just together this week and um he's talking he thinks that gas in california right now we've got about 80 to 90 cents of tax sure how much is the tax california 80 90 cents i don't know i don't i it's it's too much (laughs) it's too much it's it's almost a dollar because it's almost a buck yeah i think it's it's almost almost a buck if you ever know you guys travel if you're going to arizona or nevada it's why is gas cheaper. a dollar cheaper? Well, yeah. well, it's because of California taxes. But ultimately, he, he and I were talking about this, and he, he's saying he really believes that gas is going to go to six or seven bucks a gallon. Oh, my God. Know? Yeah, between now and you know, the end of the year. So that will, uh, that, will hit the, that will hit the consumer. Big time. So we'll see. We'll see. That's not my prediction. Just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, could we see $5? You might already see $5 in certain neighborhoods. Yeah, right? there's... Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Okay. Well, the last thing I want to talk about, and and this is more of a discussion piece more than it is news. You kind of touched on it in Manhattan. We talked about median versus average. Sure. But what I wanted to share, something we talked about pre-roll that's interesting is I've had several new investors who are just getting started and or maybe new wholesalers, mm. people that are looking, you know, to get in, break into the game of creative real estate, creative finance, all of those things. I've had several of them bring deals that are like, 
hey, I've got this add value deal that's $8 million in San Francisco, or I've got this deal <sighs> in, you know, this area, and it's $2 million in a median value market where it's six or 700,000. No. San Francisco, I think we can all relate like $8 million. Okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are the dangers and in, in kind of maybe explain to people the dangers of not understanding median value in the marketplace and how much risk is involved in getting so far out ahead? Yeah, well, there's a lot of things we need to talk about in this discussion because I see it. I see it just as frequently as you do. The numbers are just different, right? My median price in Fresno is not where San Francisco is. But there's a lot of new investors coming in and value add is the stick today. And unfortunately, I haven't seen a value add opportunity in over a year where people were comping it correctly, right? Uh, and people have, it's, this is so similar to 06 for me, it's frightening, like frightens me uh, because there's a lot of new people coming in and all they have in their eyes are dollar signs. They're not doing the work. They're not watching the market. They, they find an opportunity for 8 million bucks and somebody somewhere said it's worth 12 and they just start spouting it. They've done no research. They haven't realized the building is a heritage site and you can't change the footprint. And they did a comp on, I mean, there's so many things that go into large transactions like that. And I think too many people are getting into the game now late. I've already told you there's a real estate slowdown coming. The best time to get in was like 2016 People coming in late now with the mindset of the past, not looking at the future. You, I think there's going to be 50% less flippers and wholesalers in six months because they're not going to get any deals. And if they're a flipper, they're going to get a deal, but they're going to be in it long. So this is the time to be more conservative, not more risky. There was a time where you could take on a big project like four years ago, uh, but it's not today. Uh, folks, this a slowdown is the time to be below the median. If you are, I've always said, if you're 2X the median into a slowdown, you might get lucky, but I don't like to bet on luck because you only need one buyer. That's the beauty of a flip. You only need one buyer. You don't need hundreds. But man, I would not want to be playing 2X the median today. I All I see is hold time, picky ass buyers. Oh, it's not the time, folks. And if, and if you really can check yourself and admit that you're just chasing dollars, You've really got to take a step back because the market's going to change and be a rude awakening. And you're going to call real estate a bad investment because you spent 90 days and didn't do a deal. No, you, you didn't educate yourself. It's really on you. That's what I yeah. think. Spot on, spot on. And it's interesting. I had an original mentor just young in my career, 25 years ago, 28 years ago, that just beat into me, median minus, yes. median plus maybe two, three, 4%, you know, like you can get yeah. a little bit above the very little above the median. So like, for me, that's always been a rule of thumb is always to work median and then minus meaning everything kind of median and under yeah. in any given market. So um, man, great stuff. Great conversation, Michael. Um, I just want to thank you for all that you give and do for all that you share. I love hmm. like you see it's a dog ear here. So we've got the book one rental at a time. You can also follow Michael. Mm -hmm. He has amazing content on YouTube. Um, great content. He's very, you're, I noticed you're a little bit more active on Instagram and Facebook. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, or? yeah I, I'm trying. I, you know, I'd love to get my Instagram channel to 10,000. I just went over 9,000. 
Uh, so I'm trying to get to 10,000. I'm doing what I can. I love it. I can see that you're just posting a lot more content on your Instagram, Facebook. He's active on all the social platforms, but I can tell you his best content is on YouTube. Absolutely. Lots of education, lots of news, right? You do the Absolutely. daily news at what time every morning? 7.30 a.m., six days a week. The one exception is Thursday at seven. And that's because I speak to six multimillionaires, what I call my expert series, Sunday through Friday. So, yeah. I love it. Thank you for all that you do, Michael. Looking forward to the 500 student deal challenge. Me too. I love the post. Thank you, everybody, for watching.